flown into his home. CBS's MTS Tayab. As far as we know, never has a drone been used to target the head of state of any country. And this strike sets an alarming precedent for a technology that has gone from being advanced weaponry in a military's arsenal to being commercially available. S&P futures are up eight. Dow futures ahead 142. This is CBS News. The leading sign of COVID is a fever. So everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Try the Exogen Temporal Scanner and learn more at exogen.com. That's exogen.com. Twas the season of cheer and joy filled the town, except for Scrooge with his perma frown. The gift of a Peloton bike touched his soul without doubt. Work, 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 Peloton. When your workout's a joy, it's a joy to work out. You can do it. The original Peloton bike with our best price ever, $39 a month. All access membership separate terms apply. See website for details. What if you could find gifts inspired by stories instead of stuff? At QVC and HSN, you can. Like perhaps there was this four-year-old sous chef, Sue, to his grandma Maud, who concocted the best cottage pie. And later, when sous chef became master chef, Maud became his first restaurant and the inspiration for the Curtis Stone collection. And imagine the stories a pan from that collection can spark when gifted to just the right chef. QVC and HSN. This is Shopping Brought to Life. One of the best-selling rock albums of all time is Turning 50. Led Zeppelin's untitled fourth album was released five decades ago today, on November 8, 1971. The album, also known as Led Zeppelin 4, featured some of the band's most popular songs. also wanted to do things a little differently with this album. No title, no track list, just symbols. The most recognizable was the Zoso logo, chosen by guitarist Jimmy Page. The album racked up tons of critical and commercial success, selling more than 37 million copies worldwide. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Students at several Ivy League colleges and at Ohio universities were evacuated after reports of bomb threats. Cornell Columbia Brown all issued emergency alerts and cautioned people to stay away from campus. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life.
Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. This is the sound of a popular American motorcycle. It's the sound of freedom, the open road, really good times. And this is what it sounds like with a drunk guy in it. How do you like the sound of that? Cops are cracking down on drunk motorcycle riders. If you ride drunk, you will get caught and you will get arrested. Drunk riding, over the limit, under arrest. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Two whole dollars gets a whole lot of breakfast at McDonald's. With two for two dollars mix and match breakfast, the combinations are practically endless. Mix and match a buttery sausage biscuit with a hot sausage McMuffin or golden crispy hash browns. And get both for just two dollars. That means a sausage biscuit with hash browns today, sausage McMuffin and sausage biscuit tomorrow. And maybe two hash browns for the day after tomorrow. Now get two breakfast faves for just two dollars. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... (laughs) Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. I-N-E.
E-P-G. Inextract. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team played your arch rival Bungle State this past weekend, and I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, just as uh, soon as I regained my composure, uh, you know, I can uh, report to all the fans that, uh, well, it was a fine ball game. You know, I got to say that all the Oysters did play a fine ball game on offense, and, and they went out there and played a real fine ball game on defense, and special teams came up with a real fine effort, and I do want to point out to all the fans that my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, they did come through with a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen who came out to the ball game was a fine ball game. Both teams went into the game with identical records, Coach, and I'm wondering if you came out with your first win of the season. Well, that's right. You know, it was uh, a real even ball game. Uh, we was 0-9, uh, and nine, and uh, Brother Nat Turf's team at Bungle State, they was 0-9. and nine. It was a real even matchup. And, of course, uh, even though it, we had the same records going into the ball game, them records didn't mean nothing because every time that we get together and play, you can throw all the records out the window because uh, they don't mean nothing. Coach, would you like to report on the score? this game well as a matter of fact i wouldn't uh, it was another one of them where we we come out on the short end it was a uh, 16 and 15. well it sounds like it was an even game from heartbreaking start. it was it was heartbreaking i i you know i've been coaching here ever since 1937 and i've been thinking back i can't even remember a loss that was as heartbreaking as this this was a real heartbreaking loss and we'll be back to discuss the ball game further and talk about the inept tech bungle state series heartbreaking right after we pause for this message heartbreaking and the art turf show proudly sponsored this morning by hummus 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 <clears throat> okay it is a well coach turf a 16 to 15 loss heartbreaking it was a heartbreaker to bungle state it sounds like a game that might have gone down to the last play of the game well, that's right it uh, certainly did uh, we even had the lead in the ball game we was ahead 15 and 13 we got ourselves five field goals in that ball game from sammy sidewind sounds like that might kicker. be a new uh, school record tied to school record set back in 19 and 52 by chip shot chumley who was in the stands for this ball game because his son chip shot chumley jr was a field goal kicker for brother nat turf's team over to bungle state and so i don't know who chip shot was rooting for but anyways they're on the last play of the ball game old chip shot jr was going to try a field goal 53 yards to try and put his team ahead and dogged if he didn't miss that rascal but uh, seemed like the officials you know i always seem like i blame everything on the officials but them officials called a penalty on us 15 yard penalty and that moved the ball 15 yards closer and i couldn't understand that the ball game should have been over we should have won the ball game 15 and 13 but no they give the give us a 15 yard penalty and i went out on the field hooting and hollering and dogged if they didn't throw another flag give us another 15 yard penalty so that meant he had a 23 yarder and chip shot made that chip shot and we lost 16 and 15. And what was Brother Nat doing while all this was going on, Coach? He was on his way to pick up the trophy what goes to the winner of the ball game. Well, what is that? Well, that's that bag of bronze marbles, and he was real happy because he knowed, and I knowed, that I'd done lost my marbles again. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach. Art Turf.
lost his marbles. Never a truer statement. Hey, good morning. It's a whole new week here at the party line. Beautiful sunshine this morning. Forty degrees outside. In that hour's time difference, the sun is up high enough I don't have to throttle down our blinds here. It's 9.15. I look over here at one of our clocks where it was... Says, In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. I just stop it there. Yeah, okay. but put it, <laughs> it gave us a double bonus today. Yeah. Make sure everything's still right now. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Make anyway, sure we know who we are. What was I saying? Oh, I see one, uh, two of our clocks. We have one, two, three, four, five. We have five clocks in here. And two of them are still saying they haven't uh, moved back that hour, if you know what I mean. That one's supposed to do it automatically up there. Yeah. Why didn't it? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, on strike. I don't know. Maybe it's taking a break there for a week. Maybe it hasn't had its shot yet. Vacation. Um, Yeah. Where's the other one that's not right? This one here. Oh, that usually resets as well. Does it? Yeah. It's tied in with a phone line. Well, it wouldn't know. Anyway, (coughs) we'll fix it. I'll anyway, good morning, it. folks. It's nine. Say what? I'll fix them. Okay, good. Good job. <laughs> November 8th, it is. And, of course, um, yesterday at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, I know everybody got up and changed their clocks, as you're supposed to. Um, gave us an extra hour of sleep. And... Um, You know, sleep this weekend has been a big item for me. I've just, uh, I found myself sleeping more than customary. And it, today feels pretty good, if you know what I mean. Getting a good rest is um, healthy, right? Uh, it, it has that effect, yes. Well, it's November 8th now. Let's see here. Let's do all our normal stuff. Today is National STEM Day. Now, I, I've i heard that expression, STEM. But I had to, I just by accident came across somewhere else where it said what it stood for. But I'm still having trouble. Um, it's like science. Keep going. You're on the right path. Technology. Maybe. It's, Keep going. Uh, well, I uh, no help me. Oh, you're oh, you're doing good. Okay, E would be. Um, well, M would be mathematics. I'm thinking. Yes. E would be engineering. No. 
Okay. Well, what is it? Well, I'm going to get you the official lineup here. you got to do the A. I think you can get the A. And I think if you really... Well, they, here it says National STEM slash STEAM Day. Yeah. I hadn't mentioned the STEAM part. Yeah, yet. we'll go to the go to the A. Um, arithmetic? I don't know. Art. Art, okay. Yeah. Well, the one thing I was best at. Science, technology, engineering, you got it. Arts and mathematics. Okay, so we were pretty close. Yep. Okay. Well, this uh, deals, of course, with um, education. Yes. And our youth. So National STEM and, in some places, STEAM Day. So once again, science, technology, E is engineering, mm-hmm. M is um, uh, mathematics. There you go. And then if you want to have the STEAM Day, it includes the letter A, and that's for arts. All right. It's National Cappuccino Day. National Harvey Wallbanger Day. Isn't that like a cocktail? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Then look it up. Okay. Next time I go to the country club, maybe I'll order a Harvey Wallbanger and see what it's all about. Just to sound stately, kind of? No, I don't <laughs> think it sounds very stately. Kind of. Uh, but <laughs> just for curiosity. It is made with three parts vodka, one part Galliano, and six parts orange okay. juice. Now, Galliano, isn't that like um, licorice flavor? I have no idea. It might be. I thought you were a drinker. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> You've been talking to somebody else in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Anyway. I had no idea what what's, what's Galliano Wallbanger was anyway. What flavor is Galliano? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so we said three parts vodka, one part Galliano. Galliano. Yeah. And what was the third item? Orange juice. Well, that might not be too bad. Well, it sounds like uh, what's better known as a screwdriver. Galliano is a, a screwdriver s- in my car. Would well, you drink it or drink out oh, of it? Oh, no. Okay, good. No. It has Phillips and regular points on it. Okay. And <laughs> and a flathead, I, I would guess, too. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay, so what's uh, Galliano taste like? It uh, the flavor is vanilla herbs. Oh, I was way off. A sweet herbal liqueur. Okay. Uh, Harvey Wallbanger. Okay, let's move on. It's National Parents as Teachers Day. Boy, is that ever the case? Parents do so much teaching and they don't realize it. Yes, full time job. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the National Day calendar. Now, what about historical events on this day? In the year 329, the Roman Emperor Theodosius declares Christian religion the state religion in Rome. We jump a whole bunch, like 1,200 years, to the year 1519, the first meeting of the Aztec Emperor and Hispanic Conquistador was held in 
to, to Lyme? Well, somewhere in Mexico, okay? 1701, William Penn presents the Charter of Privileges, Guaranteed Religious Freedom for the Colony in Pennsylvania. 1734, Vincent La Chapelle, master cook to various nobility and royalty, forms Freemason's Lodge in Netherlands. Eighteen ninety five German physicist Wilhelm Röntgen produces and detects electromagnetic electromagnetic radiation in a wavelength range known today as X rays. Röntgen rays, they also <coughs> were known as back then. Okay, a couple more. 2002, Iraq disarmament crisis, the U.N. Security Council, under Resolution 1441, unanimously approves a resolution on Iraq forcing Saddam Hussein to disarm or face serious consequences. Two thousand five, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf is elected president of Liberia, the first woman to lead an African country. Two thousand five. All right, let's move on. Famous birthdays. Okay. How would you like to have this name? Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah. That sounds real attractive. Vlad. Yeah, but the Impaler. The Impaler. That's really nasty. Anyway, born in 1431 on this date, died in 1476. I wonder if he himself was impaled. Yeah, uh, he was also known as Vlad Dracula. Oh, great. He is perhaps the most famous ruler of Wallachia and is widely known for being the inspiration beyond Dracula. He was... Uh, well, spent most of his childhood in the Ottoman Empire, which he sought to destroy his whole life. He wanted to destroy and impale anything he could, I'll bet. Yes. Okay, so Wallachia, you said? I, I took a guess at it. Okay. Can we just look that one up? Where is that today? In today's terms, where what country is that? That's not one I recall at all. Wallachia. Wallachia is now known as Romania. Yeah. Okay. Edmund Halley, H-A-L-L-E-Y. Born on this date in 1656, died in 1742. Had a relatively long lifetime as these folks go. Now, what was his thing? Give me the name again. I was still looking at Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wallachia. Yeah. Edmund Halley, or Haley, H-A-L-L-E-Y. He was an astronomer. 
An English astronomer, geophysicist, mathematician, meteorologist, and physicist. What channel did he do the, the forecasting on? Um, I'm going to say any one that was available at the okay. time, okay. which was <laughs> no. probably the sundial. Yep. He okay. is famous for, for analyzing the orbits of comets. He predicted Halley's Comet, okay. and thus it was named after him. Oh, so it was. I just realized. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. He, uh, in 1758, 15 years after his death, death, predicted that the comet last appeared in 1986 and will appear again. Hang on to this one, folks, in 2061. Coming up. Coming up in about 40 years. Okay, the last um, <laughs> famous birthday to mention that at least that they're showing me today is Margaret Mitchell. Born in 1900 on this date. Died in 1949, the year I was born. Margaret Mitchell, wasn't she an actress? She was an American novelist. Oh, novelist. And journalist. She wrote only one novel published during her lifetime, the American Civil War era novel gone with the wind oh that's right that's right she won the national book award for most distinguished novel of 1936 think of this and pulitzer prize for fiction in 1937 she only wrote one novel that was it and yet it was a gangbuster yes gone with the wind okay uh, two famous deaths to mention uh, entirely different types of people. First of all was uh, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. Born in 1851. Died on this date <clears throat> in 1887. He was a bad guy, right? Uh, he, yeah. And he was also a decent guy, too. He was a dentist, if you might remember. Hence the nickname Doc. I thought he was... Uh, he was also an American gambler, gunfighter, close, uh, close friend of associate and associate of lawman Wyatt Earp. Holiday is best known for his role in the events leading up to and following the gunfight at the OK Corral. Okay, gunfighter. Okay, was he on the good side or the bad side? Well, if he was an associate of Wyatt Earp... Maybe he was a good guy. I would say he was. Okay. The other famous death is that of John Milton... Born in 1608, died in 1674 on this date. John Milton. John Milton was an English poet and intellectual who served as a civil servant for the Commonwealth of England under its Council of State and later under Oliver Cromwell. He wrote, at a time of religious flux and political upheaval and is best known for his epic poem, Paradise Lost. Folks, I can't remember if I've mentioned it or not. If so, it doesn't matter if I do it again, I'm sure. Uh, tomorrow, our guest will be uh, Dr. James Gaskell. Uh, uh, Dick Gaskell, as his friends know him, 
um, rather than Jim, as you might think with James. But anyway, Dick Gaskell is the uh, head of our health department. And, um, uh, of course, COVID's got to be the principal topic. And uh, we'll, we'll go through the COVID numbers here a little bit, in a little bit. So uh, just uh, FYI, tomorrow, Dick Gaskell will be joining us on the show. Okay, um, when it started turning cold this year, I reached into my closet to bring out a coat, right? Yes. Jacket, coat, whatever. And I just took up the habit of wearing my flight jacket, my military flight jacket. And it's been really quite amazing. Well, first of all, it's really comfortable. Second, it keeps you warm, but not too hot, right? Next is... um, I, I just like it. Um, it's been a while, a few years or so, since I last really wore it regularly. But I have been very... What would the word be? Um, I, I, I think the word would be honored at how many people in noticing it have said thank you. And they're referring to my having been in the military. Well, you know, November 11th each year, and today's, what, the 8th? Yes. Okay. November 11th each year is Veterans Day. I, I have an item here. Um, it's entitled Wreaths Across America Live Up to Their Legacy. Under that it has a line saying we said we'd never forget Will we? And then in in uh, italics print, it says, For the first time in 20 years, we celebrate Veterans Day in relative peace. That's an interesting statement. I hadn't really thought about that. But, you know, are we engaged in any conflict right now as a military? And the answer is, as they say, for the first time in 20 years, we celebrate Veterans Day this year in relative peace. Okay, there's a story here. On November 11th, 1918, Ralph Lindsay wrote from his hospital bed in France, Armatist signed at 11 o'clock. Grand celebration all over France. War is at last over, and I 
am still alive. Later in life, if you asked him about the scars on his chest, he would simply respond with a shrug and say, I zigged when I should have zagged. The writer of this item says, Ralph was my great-grandfather, and now, nearly 103 years after he wrote those words, our nation once again finds ourselves celebrating the contributions of our veterans during a period where their sacrifices may be less visible than they have been during the past 20 years of war. After returning from, from World War II, like many others from his unit, he found tremendous success. He took over the family business and raised his family. His friends, uh, a Mr. Durkee and a Mr. Mower, I think they are, both former infantrymen, started a small company based on a unique marshmallow confection. <laughs> Another from his unit, Walter Brennan, is one of only three men to have went win to win three Academy Awards. His distinct voice, the result of the same gas attack that wounded my great-grandfather, um, well, that was the end of sentence. So he, I guess they're saying his distinct voice was somehow or other caused by this gas attack. Okay, the story goes on. Take a moment to look at Brennan's accomplishments. IMDB, which is a data site on the Internet about movies, right? Lists nearly 250 film credits and called him, in many ways, the most successful and familiar character actor of American sound film. Well, to be clear, the end of the United States' involvement in the Afghan war doesn't mean our service members are serving without risk. Our military will continue to execute missions across the globe in support of our national security. Some of those more sensitive missions may never be known to us. That aside... Superficially, this Veterans Day will be much like years past, with parades, speeches, free meals, in honor of the 19, nearly 19 million veterans living in our communities. Unfortunately, for many veterans, especially those who served in combat, may see this acknowledgement as, at best, a shallow and, at worst, patronizing uh, um, situation. Even before the fall of Kabul, many veterans complained that while they believed Americans were genuinely, genuinely grateful for their um, service, few cared enough to actually learn about the sacrifices all our, our all-voluntary military makes on their behalf. 
this civil-military divide is not only impacting the military's ability to recruit new troops, but also our veterans' ability to find meaningful post-service careers. Well, this article goes on uh, for some ways. And I think it's very well written. Um, if you'd like to read it all, um, search this. Veterans Day colon. We said we'd never forget, comma, will we? Question mark. Wreaths across America. Okay. Veterans Day. Pretty cool. And Veterans Day coming up Thursday, as you mentioned, um, with the commemoration of the signing of the armistice ending World War I. Uh, that will commence on the College Green this Thursday. There is a parade. Begins at 1030 and starts at Armory Park at the end of uh, North Court Street and then moves the opposite direction of the normal traffic flow. It will move south on Court Street and uh, end up with the commencement at, uh, south, at the uh, College Green there at the Monument mm -hmm. with a uh, commemoration there with speakers on the College Green. There will be uh, marching bands, I think, uh, Marching 110 is going to be in the parade again this year. That is so cool when they stop. I've been at the parade a few times. They stop right in front of the courthouse mm -hmm. and uh, play some hymns, a couple of hymns, and, you know, a couple songs, parade songs, marching bands. So uh, we encourage you to get out and support our veterans and honor our veterans, not just on Veterans Day, but anytime you get a chance to. So that's Did, the, this you, Thursday, the parade. And the time for that? 10.30. 10.30. Yeah. Okay. Normally it uh, starts, you know, with COVID, uh, last couple of years, I don't think we've had one. But uh, with COVID, you know, affecting so many things, the parade used to start where? On Morris Avenue? A lot I of times. Right. And then yeah. come up uh, East State Street and turn right. On the Carpenter and then left on to Court Street. But I think, you know, with everything going on, that we're just kind of starting over again. And, and slightly downsizing. Uh, it appears that way, yeah. But still. Armory Park makes sense, though. Yeah. To start there. Yeah. Still a parade. And, you know, I'm sure that there'll be groups in there tossing out candy for the kids. Uh, that are able to attend them, but uh, mm. is school in that day? I don't think it is. So anyway, if you're able to get out, it's uh, going to be a nice day. Thursday, what's the temperature say there for Thursday? 69? Yes. For the high temperature? going to be a nice Although day. They, they, there is a slight mention of precipitation, but we don't, we don't know if they mean morning or afternoon, and they say very slight, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, so we encourage you to get out and support and 
honor our veterans um, marching bands. I think there's going to be four high school marching bands. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, so that tells me I, I don't think there is school that day. It's a federal holiday. So anyway, Veterans Day Parade Thursday. All righty. And I'll be doing a special three-hour sentimental journey. No surprise about that. On Veterans Day, Thursday morning, with lots of patriotic music. So take me with you on your phone or we have cell um, phone, radio, whatever it may be. Folks, you also know how closely associated we are with Bonneville. Bonneville Productions is um, the uh, Salt Lake City... Um, Mormon Tabernacle. Thank you. Mormon Tabernacle um, Orchestra and Choir and all of that. And um, we have a, a musical special that will be played several times throughout the week. Um, and that again, um, all based on our Honoring of Memorials Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Veterans Day. There we go. Yeah. Memorial Day important too, you know. But obviously, the difference. I meant Veterans Day. Yes, I'm sure you did. You know, the difference uh, too is that uh, Veterans Day basically honors and uh, offers tribute to veterans who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces. And, uh, you know, not to be confused with Memorial Day, which honors those who died while in service. Well, and and others, too. It wasn't Memorial Day was anyone who has passed, right? Well, it can be, yes, but it was uh, traditionally observed for those who died while in military service. I'm learning things. All right. Um, Let's um, address COVID for a bit. Um, okay. I know that <clears throat> some of you out there say, "Why do we do this so often?" Well, I don't. I don't know. We we were trying to do it at least three times a week in Athens. Uh, we have had ninety-two deaths. Um, the last two days, there's been no new ones. But three days ago, we had three additional deaths. We went from 89 to 92. Um, Let's see here. We have had now a total of 8,014 cases in our county. So another way of looking at that is that 12 and a quarter percent of our county, the people living here, have caught COVID. Now, of that number, 8,014, 95.8% have recovered. That's 7,679. They've had it. They're done with it. But at present, 
We had eight new cases yesterday. The day before, 78 new cases. Now, this is, to some degree, just how they're turned in. So it's not like one day we had very few and the next day a whole bunch. We need to average these more. But the way they show up in the books... Uh, I'm just giving you that number. So Saturday, there were 78 new cases in our county. Yesterday, eight. Uh, We have 285 people presently in the hospital in our county. And the um, vaccination rate here, For our county, 48.82%. So 48.8% have been vaccinated. Now, with the addition of youth being vaccinated, the really youngsters, um, that's going to grow. All right, let's talk about the state of Ohio. Um, yesterday there were 4,333 new cases. The day before that, half as many. So once again, that's, that's this reporting stuff. Um, okay, cases. Our state so far has had a total of one and a half million Cases. That's 13.4% of our population has had it. Presently, um, 96,349 are actively with it. Now we've got... Um, 10,268 people in ICU units at various hospitals around our state. We have 70,768 in non-ICU but still hospital environments. And the difference between those two numbers and the 96,000, which is, what, 16,000, are recovering at their homes. Now, where we've had one and a half million, almost 1.6 million, get it. Almost 1.5 million have recovered. Vaccination rate. State of Ohio, better than Athens. 55.76% have been vaccinated. Deaths. Uh, We've had 25,067 deaths, and that number's been solid for a couple of days now. I mean, it hasn't changed. What about our nation? 
The vaccination rate, 66.38. Way to go, USA. Worldwide vaccination rate, 50.9%. I have other figures I could share with you um, about both the U.S. and the world, but I think I think you get the gist of it from what I've shared with you already. Now, Scott, uh, changing topics drastically. Yes. There was a rather disappointing football game yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Saturday night, yes. And And yesterday. uh, My wife uh, has become... um, a Joe Burrow groupie, Bengals groupie. <laughs> yeah. So lay it on us. Oh my, there's not much to lay on. A uh, disappointing loss, disappointing display by the Bengals. My goodness, they were trounced by the Browns. Browns fans are happy. They were beaten forty-one to sixteen. And uh, just didn't have it yesterday as far as what I saw. And then, you know, the game was over. Well, Joey got picked off, intercepted guy, ran it back for a touchdown, 99 yards. And uh, that was early in the game. That kind of set the tone. And uh, Baker Mayfield played lights out for the Browns. Uh, so, anyway, the, the Bengals are now tied with the Browns. Uh, for first place in the FC, what is it, North, I think it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Bengals got some work to do. Joey acknowledged that after the game, too, you know, that there's still a lot of football left to be played. Uh, they still have a chance to win the division, which he's right. Both teams are 5-4. and four. Uh, So, if the Bengals went out, uh, they would be – 12 and 4, I think. I think there's 16 games anyway. But uh, anyway, it was a rough game uh, for the we, Bengals yesterday. We watched, Joey, um, Joey got hit, I think, a total of about 16 times yeah, during the game. Sacked. Yeah, or, or hit. Yeah. Not just sacked, but, you know, hit. He was 28 for 40, uh, 282 yards, no TDs, uh, two interception. Uh, two interceptions. Jamar Chase dropped three balls at least that could have been big gainers uh, or touchdowns. But right through his hands on one mm-hmm. touchdown, you know, you guys, you get on that level, man. You got you to gotta make those catches. So, uh, yeah, dis- disappointing loss for the Bengals, but I think they have a bye week this week, so which means they do not play. Well... Um, do you, you know, this isn't, you may not have this information, but can you, do you on the high school scene? Oh yeah. I, okay. yeah. Uh, the disappointing, another disappointing game was, uh, the Trimble Tomcats game. They were leading, uh, I think the whole game, the entire game until about 38 seconds to go when, uh, East Knox high school scored with 38 seconds to go, and uh, that propelled them to victory over Trimble, thus ending the Tomcats another great season. 
uh, for Trumbull. So they are out of the playoffs, and uh, as well as Nelsonville York High School, they're out. They got beat uh, pretty handily by Fort Fry Cadets down in Beverly um, over the Saturday night games with Trumbull. We had both of them on. Here we had Trumbull on 970, and we had Nelsonville York game on Power 105. Incidentally, those guys who called the games uh, just did a wonderful job. I mean, they are a notch above any any other sportscasters, in my opinion, around here. And they just did a great job calling the game, painting a good picture of what was going on in the game, the disappointment, the heartbreak at the end of the Trimble game, uh, the Nelson Mayor game. Well, Nelson Mayor played a number one seed. I heard some Fort of Fry. their work, and I agree. They made me very proud of what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, they did a fantastic job at the game. So, uh, way to go, Nelson York football and Triple Tomcats football. They'll both be back next year, you know, with great seasons. And the only two teams of interest that I can think of that are still in this area is uh, Jackson moved on and, of course, Fort Fry moved on. Fair enough. Uh, Bobcat football tomorrow night from Ypsilanti. Uh, Russ and Rob will be there on 97. Let's see, is it? No, they'll be on Power 105. Yes. And a basketball game tomorrow night hosting Belmont. They'll be on 970 and 97.1. Incidentally, I went to the um, Saturday uh, exhibition game, uh, which it was basketball. Sat in my old seats in the combo. It was nice. There was a whale of a crowd. Of course, this past weekend was Dad's weekend. So um, it just, it was really nice to, you know, I don't think there's anything more fun to do on a cold winter night than to go to the combo and watch a game. And, uh, of course, this was Saturday afternoon. They played Capital. Capital was uh, looking pretty good, but, uh, of course, the Cats won. Um, did you know Capital has changed their name? Uh, what were they before? The Crusaders. Yep. They're now the Comets. No, I did not know that. Wonder why. I don't know. Is Crusaders offensive? I don't know. Anyway, Thanksgiving is, uh, not too far yeah, off. it's approaching, yep. And, um... I came across an article this morning saying 2021's best places to go for Thanksgiving. And I'm going, why? When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of staying home. And family coming in, which I'll have very few this year. Next down in Virginia. Well, all my family's being... Extremely um, COVID cautious. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So it hurts. You don't like that. It hurts a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, But let's just do a little bit of this story. We only have two minutes, I guess. Okay. Thanksgiving is one of America's most beloved holidays, giving families a chance to share a meal together and reflect on all the things for which they are grateful. A 
course, the first Thanksgiving dates back to Plymouth, Massachusetts, 1621. And each U.S. president declared a yearly celebration of the holiday until Franklin D. Roosevelt signed Thanksgiving into law permanently. He did that in 1941. But even though Thanksgiving is centered on family and gratefulness, it's still become a highly commercialized holiday. That's apparent from the fact that the next day is Black Friday, one of the biggest shopping days of the year. And a few days later is Cyber Monday, which brings scores of online deals. Last year, consumers spent around $312 per person during the five-day period between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday. I don't think we did that much. Anyway, going the five-day period between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday, I, I said that. Luckily, though, it doesn't cost too much to make a Thanksgiving feast for your family, less than $50 on average for 10 people. Okay, so, but they're saying there's some places to go where you might like to enjoy Thanksgiving. What's the number one? Atlanta. Two, Orlando. Three, Scottsdale. Four, Miami. Five, Raleigh. Okay. Six, Boise. Wait a minute. I did something wrong here. No, that's not right. Six is Virginia Beach. That's where Nick is. Seven, Las Vegas. Eight, Tampa. Nine, Greensboro, North Carolina. Ten, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, what's the first city? Cincinnati. It comes in 13th. No. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Foreign tourists are making a comeback in the U.S. today. Pandemic travel restrictions have been lifted for fully vaccinated international travelers. CBS's Wendy Gillette is at the airport overseas. The departures board at Zurich Airport was filled with flights to the U.S., New York, Miami, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. For the first time in 20 months, tourists from any country are welcome on board and into the U.S. as long as they're fully vaccinated. Switzerland resident Sarah Fafley is flying to Newark Airport. I hope everything works out well and it's not going to have like huge queues um, at the airport for the entry. But she says it will all be worth it when she's in New York. Wendy Gillette, CBS News, Zurich, Switzerland. Some L.A. business owners don't like the fact that they'll have to check customers for proof of 